0: SAFM's Beck and Soda.
1: Good morning. Happy Monday. It's Grammy's Day.
2: Oh, okay. Good morning to you. Beck, how was your weekend? Uh,
1: it was lovely, actually. It was very wholesome. Lots but, of family time. Well, that's
2: very important. That's what weekends should be if you're yeah. not working,
1: shouldn't it? it was lovely. Mm. Uh, and housework. I don't know about you. I always do my housework on a Sunday. What's that? Oh, like a Sunday well spent brings a week of content. They no, say. I no, mean, what
2: was the housework? Oh, wash you, like washing. What is this thing you talk I of? I know
1: it's dull, but I I like I like having my washing done on a Sunday. Yes. Um, if you are going to the Grammys,
2: <laughs> I, I beg your pardon.
1: If you're going to the Grammys, I mean we're not going to the Grammys. No, we're
2: not. I, I would actually doubt if anyone. If we ask thirteen ten sixty anyone listening going to the Grammys, we will not get a call.
1: Okay, or maybe Angela Bishop or Peter Ford or someone, some celebrity reporters are over there. I don't don't even know
2: who those people are.
1: Um, The goodie bag Mm. for the guests is worth $60,000, including... You know those bugaboo strollers that all the yummy mummies yes. are pushing around town? Yeah,
2: they're about 1500 bucks. It's like a four-wheel drive stroller. It's yeah. your Range Rover. I went to
1: Baby Bunting and I got a stroller that cost me bloody 200 bucks when um, I had a baby.
2: So these people, the guests, are these the people sitting in the audience or like the guest presenters on the stage? No, all the, the, all the guests that go. Really? I right. think. <laughs> so um, they, they get uh, a
1: bugaboo. They get a robotic cleaner, a robotic uh, vacuum cleaner, Jesus. which I want. A shower head. Why do they need a shower head?
2: What sort of shower head is it?
1: Uh, Well, it's worth $325. They get sunglasses. They get luxury skincare. They're already rich.
2: I'm already getting this feeling of envy from you because Mm. these people are going to sit in the audience and listen (laughs) to that. Also,
1: a gift card from um, Art Lipoplastic Surgery. They are gifted up to $10,000 worth of cosmetic and rejuvenation procedures. Hollywood's crazy. Oh, that'd be fun, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah. What would you spend ten thousand dollars of reconstructive surgery on?
2: What would I suck would, out? Would you get uh, your teeth slightly? Teeth are done. <laughs> I've already, I've already done that. I've already spent the ten grand on them. Have a look at the big chompers. They look like jaws.
0: <laughs> Did you spend?
2: It yeah, the ten grand, yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's ridiculous. I mean, cost money, per wear, was they're wasted. gonna be in
1: your mouth every day for the rest of your life.
2: Yeah, but still they're never gonna make up for it. That's a lot of money, isn't it? Well, I had to get two bad teeth fixed. I we've know, been, I've through this, we've right? been through this, right? So lot they of cost, cost about four or five grand anyway every so time could, I was just getting there. do them the whole fixed. top row. Absolutely, just saw it go the whole lot, now I look like Luna Park.
1: Mm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. SAFM's and soda. So, have you been to the uh, tree climb in the city here in Adelaide?
2: I've never actually done it, but uh, you know there's a little BMX track? So, I take the kids to that little BMX track, which is just near it. So, I've seen it ah. a million times and watched it, but I've never done it. What's it like?
1: Do it. It's great. Well, I've done the Adelaide one once, but mm. they've just opened up another one in Kaipo Forest.
2: I did read that over yeah. the weekend.
1: So, uh, And the thing about Kaipo, obviously, there's some beautiful trees in the parklands here, mm. but in Kaipo... You're in a real forest.
2: So essentially, for those that aren't aware, you you go up onto this really high level and then you navigate your way across on ropes. Yeah, Yeah, on
1: ropes. And there are um, uh, zip lines.
2: Like flying foxes. Yeah,
1: flying foxes.
2: Is it scary?
1: Uh, Parts of it are scary. There's also a kid's course as well, which is more appropriate for them. I, if you're scared of heights, it would be scary. Uh, I took the kids up there on Saturday morning. We spent a couple of hours there. And it's a beautiful drive up there through Clarendon. Mm. We made a day of it. It was a beautiful family day. It was very wholesome. The scariest part. Wholesome. Mm. The scariest part, and I almost chickened out, is called the Tarzan swing. So it's not like a zip line where it takes your weight. You actually drop and swing on a Ah, rope. But you're in a harness and you've got like, you're very safely strapped in. Yeah, But you swing into a... Rope, a netted rope.
2: Did you go? Oh!
1: Is <laughs> no, you doing I, it? I made another noise, which I'm about to play <laughs> you. You swing, you hit the the rope and the uh, the rope net, and then you swing back, and then you clamber up the rope to get off it. It is the most scary and physically taxing because you then have to climb up the rope. Okay. There's also a line of people waiting to do it and watching you. Mm. Um, the harness. To give you a mental picture before you hear the audio of what happened to me, the harness—you've got two harnesses between your legs—and right, yeah. they catch your whole weight when you jump.
2: So, that little sort of wedgy type, yeah, manoeuvre, yeah. Right, and
1: it—it it hurt me, and I vocalised quite clearly and quite uh, loudly how it hurt me. There I go. Oh Oh,
2: right. Right, eh? I also didn't know that someone was filming when I yelled
1: that out in front of a lot of people.
2: Who, Who recorded you?
1: Tori Bickley, my girlfriend and Mark Bickley, not to drop a name, was standing yeah. behind me filming, and I didn't know otherwise I might not have a listener. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, <I'm>
2: <laughs> <laughs> right. All right. <laughs> no wonder you're limping this morning.
0: This is SAFM's Beck and Soda.
1: Soda, as your yep. new co host and uh, work wife, I want to what support. Is it too early to declare you, myself
2: your you work, my, work wife? My work wife? Yeah. Right. Is that all right? I that, move what, too quickly. What, <laughs> what privileges does that present for
1: me? Same <laughs> privileges my husband gets, nothing. Same as mine. <laughs> anyway, so to support
2: you. <laughs> wow. Oh, I've already got one of those. Another one. Come on. <laughs> to support you in your outside endeavours. Yes. I sat down to watch the news on
1: Friday night to see wow. you read the sport for Channel 7. Okay.
2: Was that okay? You were able to sit down and watch Channel um, 7 news?
1: Look, I, I don't in, I don't enjoy watching watching other news, as I must admit.
2: No, <laughs> no PTSD? A
1: little triggered. Yeah. Okay. Um, and I was a little um, under-impressed by your performance. How <laughs> you hey, take a listen?
2: Coming off a breakout season in 2022, Sam Palpeka, Peca, Pal Pepper. I'll get that out. There's a bit of pep in his step. <laughs> <laughs> Sam Pepper. Sam Palpeka. One
1: of... Oh. Port Adelaide's well, big stars. You don't have the respect to get his name right. Well,
2: you know what happened earlier in the day? We were doing this little topic in pun believable and it was ruin a celebrity's name. And I didn't realise that subconsciously. I still had it in my head. Come pekka. 6.45. There it is. Pecker. Did you stuff it up twice? No, 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 no. Have a listen. Have a listen. Coming off a breakout season in 2022, Sam Pal pekka Pecker, Pecker, Pepper, I'll get that out. There's a bit of pep in his step. Oh, no, it's one of those situations yeah. where you know when you stuff something yes. up, and it was like, how ridiculous that I call him Sam. Peck, so oh, Pecker. Pecker, really. Pecker. Sam Powell Pepper. I
1: thought you doubled down. I thought you had another crack
2: at it and screwed up again. No, no, (laughs) no, I'm sitting sitting there going, you stupid (laughs) fool, you have done it so badly, what you've just called him, Pecker? Do you know what I mean? Like I was telling myself. Well,
1: I think someone's name is is very much an integral part of who they are, and I think you maybe owe that person an apology, and we have him on the line. Good morning, Sam Powell Pepper.
2: (laughs) (laughs) G'day, Pep. Hey Beck. Hey Soda Stream. How you going? <laughs> you just Soda Stream me. <laughs> now Pep or Peck, as I should call you from now on, mate. I'm I'm sorry about that. Have you heard about this? Oh mate, yeah, I've, I've heard all
0: about it. Yeah. To be fair, that's probably what the first time I've heard Pecker. But I don't. Yeah, I had a good laugh.
2: So it's all good. Well, Sam, I have to take this opportunity to apologise for butchering your name, mate. I couldn't help it. I actually wasn't thinking about you pal pecker i was actually trying to say pal pepper but it just slipped out well the, the name yeah you said it, you said it twice i think pal Pe- pecker something <laughs> must have been on your mind mate <laughs> he's only
1: well, human sam i've <laughs> got to
2: be honest you've certainly had your pal pecker out because uh, your little daughter frankie's nearly oh. one isn't she yeah
0: yeah she's nearly one and i've, I've got a, um we've got another one on the way and end of july is the due date so oh. really
2: there.
1: Oh, you're almost going to have two under two. That's busy.
2: Getting very busy at the moment. Um, Frankie's on the move, like like no tomorrow. And, but we're really excited and we can't wait. Uh, congratulations too on the new contract. Um, obviously, WA is home. Was there ever any thought of going back west, or is uh, Alberta now where you want to stay? No.
0: Um, Adelaide's home to me now. And uh, each time I go back to Perth, I just I just want to get back to Adelaide. I'm so settled here now. I've got my partner and my um, my little family and. I've made such good,
2: like, connections over here. Like, it's pretty much my home now, so.
1: So good to hear.
2: Thanks for joining us again, mate. I apologise, but you know it's going to happen now. Every time I call a Port Adelaide game, straight in my mind, I'm going to be going Sam Pecker. It's going to stay, I think. <laughs> no,
0: that's all good. That's all good, mate. No worries. You're listening to SAFM's Beck and Soda. That's another Mum Pal Monday. Mum
2: Fail Monday.
1: I do take quite seriously the role modelling I do for my three daughters. That's
2: very good, because most parents should take that seriously. That's actually what being a parent is about, (laughs) isn't it? I I do 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 take role modelling seriously with my (laughs) kids. (laughs) Thank God for that. Hallelujah. (laughs) you know, but
1: I... Okay, so in this space, I'm talking about my alcohol consumption. Are you conscious of... Not drinking too much in front of your kids Absolutely. and the messages that sends. Yeah, yeah, I'm also
2: very conscious when you're talking about that with kids as to what the right age is to let them try it. Yeah. And that, to me, is a minefield. Now, my kids are 10 and under, so yeah. I have got anywhere near that yet. But you in that sort of field at the moment, that's right in your yeah. warehouse. Yeah, well, that, you,
1: I bribed my now 19-year-old. We offered to pay her not to get drunk before she turned 18, and she made it. What
2: what, what sort of figures were we talking uh, $1, about?
1: $1,000. $1,000. What we paid her a thousand dollars to not get Hang drunk on. before she was eighteen. Now,
2: now I'm really concerned she about. She was allowed
1: your... to have a drink, but okay. and she unless she did it when we were not aware, she never had a hangover.
2: Didn't you just say you take role modelling really seriously? <laughs> we're now throw bribing money at the problem. We're now paying kids a thousand dollars not to drink <laughs> instead of actually teaching them right All or right. wrong. Just okay. say
0: nay is the
2: campaign.
1: Anyway. Wow. Anyway. I have a whole segment called Mum Fail. I'm not the poster child for being a mum.
2: But you are taking it seriously, which is important because (laughs) trying is very, very, very important. So
1: I'm in the car. I've got my youngest, Frankie, who's 11, in the front seat with me and I have um, a bottle Mm -hmm. of clear liquid that I'm drinking from.
2: You know you're not allowed to drink vodka while you're driving.
1: (laughs) Well, she says to me, Mummy, what's in the bottle? Mm. She said, is it gin? And Ah. I said... I said, of course it's not. I said, it's water. And she replies, deadpan. Well, Mum, it's five o'clock somewhere. Oh. <laughs> She's
2: 11. Well, your role modelling is coming through very strongly. 11, she then said that.
1: No, no, no. Mummy says it's 12 o'clock somewhere.
2: <laughs> exactly.
1: SAFM's Beck and Soda. Is it right? Is it wrong? Is it right or wrong to dob your neighbours into the cops?
2: I know. Come on. Have a little bit of leeway, hey? you got yeah. to have a bit of fun in your life. I think so. Now, we have got a call from a listener here with a right or wrong. Take a look.
0: Hey, Beck and Soda. It's Rachel from Salisbury here. Is this right or wrong? I was at my friend's hen's party over the weekend and the neighbours made a noise complaint. The neighbours called the cops at 10.45 and surely you get a little bit of leeway on a Saturday night.
2: Come on, yeah. ten forty-five on a Saturday night. A bit of music, having a bit of fun. Yeah. Maybe a little stripper come through and dance for the girls. A Little stripper
1: ends night. This happened to us at my daughter's eighteenth. We had the cops called on us. Oh, I think it was about eleven, and we were all just looking at it. And we had planned to turn the music down at midnight. And I just think we let a box the box drop the neighbours. I feel like you've got till midnight.
2: Well, do you actually have till midnight? No, I don't. What, I don't what know. Is the I feel law? like that's
1: just like a. A sportsman's agreement, you know? <laughs>
2: sport, Sports person's agreement. Thank you, Beck. All morning, oh, wow. you've been looking after your gender so stereotypes. Um, if anyone does know what the time... If we've got a police officer that could let us know, that would be great. Um, I would actually think that certainly on weekends, oh, are there are different laws to weekdays because I figure if you're going to have a bit of a party, um, you should be able to have a little bit and of And I fun. think if
1: you hardly... like this, That was the first party we'd had in years. I kind of feel like if our neighbours play a bit of music, I'm like... Like, you know what, they don't do it often, so you just kind of put the earplugs in and you put up with it.
2: We've got some neighbours that uh, sort of live on the side of our house, out the back, mm. and we sort of get them on one angle, one sort of diagonal angle. And they've got a, a young daughter, must be sort of around 18, 19 by now, and every so often, if they have a little party, they're really courteous and they'll drop a note in the mail, yeah. just a little printed note saying, just to let you know, we've got an 18th birthday on the weekend. And you pop in. It might be a little bit of noise. <laughs> Jump the back fence, have a drink Get with the girls. Yeah, of course. Um, so I think that's fantastic because then you know and yeah. you think, well, um, you know, yeah. if you maybe want to go out because there'll be a bit of noise. Look, if it's going at 2am, I think it's time to pull stumps. But mm-hmm. I remember, Bec, um, in the fire brigade, oh, right? Were you in the oh, yeah.
1: fire brigade? Yeah, 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 oh, yeah. you never mention it.
2: When I had about um, eight or nine of the boys come around one day... Now on, I'm listening. <laughs> we, had a few, we had a couple of drinks and a barbecue on a Sunday, Arbo. At 7.30 at night, the police come around the back, right, boys, we've had some complaints... And I'm going. Well, hang on. I'm thinking. Isn't there a little bit of friendship here because oh, we're all, you know,
1: part of the emergency services. We're all
2: serving the public oh, here. You up. know, putting other people oh. ahead of ourselves. Can't remember. Seven to- oh, thirty on a Sunday night. They said we've had too many complaints with your behaviour and the excessive noise. Now a couple of boys were, uh, were I suppose. Um, Doing some activities that they may have learnt in the fire brigade, and there was one or two on my roof, but that's a different scenario. <laughs> okay.
1: were, you, were you all in uniform? Because <laughs> that right. sounds like my hand. At
2: <laughs> okay. that point, there wasn't much going <laughs> on at all, anyway. Yeah, I, I'm feeling you guys are more right. You know, this is it's you know, I reckon that I, look, I, I wouldn't oh. dob my neighbours in. Okay, so it's wrong. I wouldn't dob them in. Would, I think it's actually wrong it to, dub to them it. It would have to be in. a okay.
1: pattern of behaviour. It right. was every Saturday night, I would.
0: Is it right? Is
1: it wrong? Right or wrong to uh, call the cops to dob in your neighbours?
2: Some of these people, I can tell you right now, that whole sense of community is disappearing fast. Uh Uh, Christy on Facebook has said... It's absolutely wrong. Our neighbour called the cops on us because our sprinkler was going into her yard. <laughs> oh, come on! You're getting free water, They're watering your exactly. lawn. How can you call the cops on that?
1: Exactly. I like this one, Kristen on Facebook. My daughter was having an eighth birthday party. She and her friends were playing Sing Star, so they were singing. <laughs> it was seven p.m. and the neighbours called the cops. And then the neighbours wanted to put some, add some rubbish to her hard rubbish collection. A few weeks later, Kristen said, "I don't think so." Told him where to go. No. Nah.
2: What about the sing star? The Little kids doing a bit of karaoke. At
1: 7 pm. Oh,
2: God. Jess from Plimpton Park, right or wrong to dob in your neighbours to the cops?
1: It is absolutely wrong. What? I have the neighbour worse from hell that you could ever imagine. Oh.
2: <laughs> What's happened?
0: Um, she complained that our air conditioner was too noisy. Um what? She requested that we, got, that we get it service because it was disturbing her peace. Because we didn't, she ended up going to the police about it. It's just been literally back and forth. So to retaliate, not only at the time did I have a 14-month-old daughter, loved to let her play out in the backyard, you know, if it is after that certain time. Yep. And then we decided to adopt a puppy from the RSPCA oh. to top it off.
2: Oh, good on you. So you don't talk to the neighbour?
0: Absolutely
2: not. And you, you give them hell?
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm probably and um, forth now.
2: <laughs> good on you, Jess. Why not throw in uh, the baby? Get a dog going.
0: Flick
1: in more right or wrong to dob your neighbours into the cops.
0: Absolutely wrong. Wrong, 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 wrong.
2: Okay, so something happened to you, Flick. Tell us <laughs> what it is.
0: Oh, we... Um had a one-car driveway and four cars in the house, so we needed to park on the street. Mm. And our cars would very slightly be over the property line of the neighbour, and he would call the police, Uh. the council, everything to to dob us in for parking on the street, Um, to the point where the council and the police came out and told him to stop calling because there was absolutely nothing illegal about it.
1: I do feel sorry for the cops in all these scenarios. Surely they've got some crims to bust rather than attending to these neighbourhood disputes.
2: Well, I would think that any dispute or any perhaps complaint, they get. They've got to come out and investigate it, yeah. whether it's you know a minor thing or something quite serious. Mm. Radio Katrina from Goulwa, right or wrong, the dob the neighbours in. Oh my god, absolutely wrong. Jeez, we're getting a lot of wrongs. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> have you uh, been in a bit of trouble here?
0: We were putting up a veranda um, during daylight saving one time, and our, we had one more screw to put in. And at 8.01, our neighbour came out and told us she was going to call the police if we were still using our drill. And so everyone that was helping us had to come back the next day to finish putting up the veranda with one more
2: screw. Well, do you know, Katrina, that's what we worked out before. We just got some information through from SAPOL, and they said essentially 8 p.m. at night is your cutoff for any machinery. So Mm. she knew that, this lady, and waited to 8.01. Yeah,
0: she harassed us for years. But yeah, this Uh. one at 8.01, I was like, I said, oh, we've just got one more screw to put in. No.
2: Uh, oh,
1: God. Well, she's miserable in her own life. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Tanya in Richmond, right or wrong to dob your neighbours into the police?
0: Um, it's, it's wrong, but it's right, depending on your neighbours <laughs> okay. and how loud they have the music and how often they do it. All right. my situation is unique because I threaten my own family that I'll ring the police on them if <laughs> I want to shut down the party and <laughs> i give you the shit. And I want to go to sleep, I just ring the police. And that's it, <laughs> done, busted, party over, go to sleep.
2: Good work, Tanya. Dobbing <laughs> your right or wrong to dob your own family into <laughs> the cops.
0: This is SAFM's Beck and Soda.
2: Beck and Soda are on the
0: hunt for hidden talents. Yes, we certainly are. And how about this? You could win... $2,000 $2,000 and star at the Garden of Unearthly Delights with a hidden talent. Yeah,
1: so Carrie and Tommy are coming to town for mm-hmm. the garden. They're doing their show live. So we thought, why not use that opportunity to showcase the South Australian?
2: Absolutely. So not only get to watch them do their thing, you can be on stage. So if you think that you've got something that people really might like to see, you've got a hidden talent, make sure you get on board, safm.com.au. You pick up $2,000. Radio Taylor joins us. Taylor, welcome along What's your hidden talent? So Hmm.
0: I yodel and I play banjo. It's a bit different. Yodeling is kind of my my secret talent. It's my party trick.
2: I'm so
1: excited to hear it. You hear you got your banjo. (laughs) All
2: right, let's hear the skill. Here we go. This is Taylor Pfeiffer showing us her hidden talent.
0: He taught me to yodel, oh, the I was looking at your
1: throat. Like no, that, I wasn't how, looking at you. Otherwise I'd I start know. Laughing. Sorry, that's just my face. <laughs> um, no. Yeah, I, I can't believe that sound can come out of some a human. <laughs> and
0: I know it is just so weird. So it's such a. If weird. you want to learn how
2: to yodel, okay. What's the skill and technique? Skill. What's the so the little basically. secret?
0: It's a quick flick going from that speaking t- tone mm. of voice to that high pitched falsetto kind of voice. So okay. it's a really quick flick. So it's like, Yodele, Yodele, <laughs>
2: <Yod-a-lay.
1: laughs> <Bec>. I think <laughs> Beck's got
2: it. I think Beck has also. <laughs> give, give us a little bit. Yodele. Oh. <laughs> oh, look at your face vibrate <laughs> as you're doing it. Your head was shaking. Taylor, could you just play accompaniment on the banjo? And let's just give Beck <laughs> a little Lee's opportunity because Soda, I think you're done. I'm I think out. that's it. I'm happy to be out. I've okay. given myself the gong, but I can tell you okay. right, All right now. I'm excited. Ladies and gentlemen, Rebecca
1: Morse. <laughs> you <laughs>
2: Brilliant. Well, your Instagram is taylorpfeiffer.music. Have a look. It is a, a fantastic talent. Taylor, congratulations and thank you so much for coming in. Thank you, you so
0: much.
2: are now in the running for this $2,000 and you could well be on stage at the Garden of Unearthly Delights with Carrie and Tommy.
0: Amazing. Thank you so much for this opportunity. Yeah,
2: and if you have a hidden talent we want to know about it, register now. SAFM.com.au You're
0: listening to SAFM's Beck and Soda.
2: Beck quite often nowadays you hear people described as they're inspirational and they're courageous mm. and all these different terms that get thrown around. And look, some people are. Others probably just get them, you know, handed to them without really fulfilling those sorts of ideals. Well, yep. I've had the the pleasure and the honour over the past week or so to get to know Kelly Gardner and also her fiancé, Jeremy Finlayson. Mm-hmm. And if that name rings a bell for you, it's because Jeremy Finlayson is a star with the Port Adelaide Football Club. Mm-hmm. Um She is selfless, she is courageous, and she's inspirational, as is Jeremy. Now, the reason is, Kelly, at just 25 years of age, 18 months ago, the world was at their feet. They'd just become a mum to little Sophia. Mm. Jeremy had uh, decided to move from Greater Western Sydney to Port Adelaide so that they could be closer to Kelly's family in Port Lincoln Mm -hmm. because they're a new family. Within 10 days of arriving here in Adelaide, she got diagnosed with bowel cancer. At 25 you years don't of need
1: age, that is a young person's disease.
2: It is just mm. quite amazing. She went through all these tests and she had surgery, chemotherapy, radiotherapy, 12 months of just brutal, brutal treatment. Jeremy, you know, stood by her side magnificently as they tried to keep Sophia protected from this. Yep. Um, and then things were going pretty well. They had mm. some, you know, good outcomes. They went to Hawaii to celebrate. Yeah. Jeremy had a brilliant year playing football for Port Adelaide. And then just recently, Kel's been told that the cancer is back, and this time it's moved from the bowel, and it's in her lung. She's now been told that she's terminal. Sophia's 17 months of age. This is just heartbreaking. But the one thing that I find is quite remarkable about this this young lady, and also Jeremy with his support, is instead of wallowing in self-pity, she is staring this in the face, but also looking at helping other people. Yeah. Um, I did a podcast with her uh, a couple of days ago and there was a beautiful, beautiful spread in the paper from the Sunday Mail. And thank you to everyone there that were able to put that together and spread Kelly's Mm -hmm. message. But just take a little listen. This is Kelly. Are you scared, Kelly?
0: Yeah. Yeah, of course I am. Like I was probably more scared at the initial diagnosis. Now it's more so... I'm scared to walk into treatment because I know what it's going to be like. In terms of being scared for the future, yeah, yes, yes, but no because I've got so much trust in my medical team. Uh,
1: it's, I can't imagine as a mother the fear you would feel not only of your own health and what you're about to go through with chemo but but worrying about leaving your child without a mother. I just can't imagine what she's going through. Um Kel is going to come in and have a chat to us uh, this morning. I feel like crying just thinking about that conversation. Um, And we're going to bring you that chat
2: tomorrow. So Kel's now 27 years of age. She's going in through another whole battery of chemotherapy tomorrow. But like I said, while this is all going on, which is just heart-wrenching, she is so positive. She's like a force of nature. Mm. She's just this bundle of energy and all she wants to do in all of this besides fight this horrific insidious Mm. disease is to help other people and make it clear that bowel cancer is not just a young person's Mm. disease. So she's going to come in. We're going to hear from her tomorrow with what her message is, and it is something that I think everyone has to hear. She is an unbelievably amazing woman, and we're very, very grateful that she'll be joining us here on SAFM tomorrow morning.
0: SAFM's Beck and Soda.
2: Oh, my gosh. Look at these trending topics.
0: I think
1: we're all familiar with the term breaking the seal. So you're on a night out, you're mm-hmm. at a bar, mm-hmm. and you hold on for as long as possible to go to the first toilet stop because yep. once you go, you seem to continually want to go after that first week. Is that, is that the same for boys as, as well as girls?
2: I think it's a real thing. You might get through four – well, not that we want you to drink too much, but you might have four or five drinks over a period of time, so you might have gone a couple of hours without mm. breaking the seal. But you're right, once – Mm. You've done it It, You know it's all Like a cricket analogy If you have three or four beers And then you break the seal You're like one for three Or one for four And then what (laughs) happens is You then go two for five Three for six Because once you've done it It's all over You get what I mean? (laughs)
1: I have never heard it as a cricket analogy, but mm. well done. You, you get a wicket. It.
2: You start dropping a wicket every drink.
1: Well, no. A, a urologist was asked about this at a dinner party, and apparently, there is actually no physiological basis. It could be two things. Alcohol has a different effect on the bladder to other liquids. It mm. makes you need to you pee out more alcohol than you do when you drink other drinks. Yep. Um, and also, it may be slightly psychological. As once you've been, you start thinking about it.
2: So the urologist posed two particular theories. But
1: none of them are actually linked to there being some sort of a seal that is broken.
2: Well, given that the fact that they've studied at university to become a urologist, why are they proposing? <laughs> why don't they just tell you which of the two that it could be?
1: Well, it's a little bit of column A and a little bit of column B, but it's nothing to do no there's no physiological reason why once you go once you need to go more.
2: So it's a psychological seal.
1: It's it's a psych, but it's also that, that the more alcohol you drink, your body processes it differently and needs to wee more frequently than when you just drink
2: water. Well, that's what they think. That's
1: what the, no, well, that's what they say. They're a urologist. I don't know. You can talk to Dr. Courtney Moore, a urologist at the Glickman Urological and Kidney Institute, because right. she's the one who said it. Okay. And well. yes, women can be urologists.
2: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, geez, don't you... Oh. you- Here we go. Don't you make everything about male and female gender stereotypes? I do.
1: I'm a gender warrior. Do
2: you know this is the point, right? There's so much talk about male and female, right, and stereotypes and all these sorts of things. Mm. And we were having a joke the other day about pink and blue jobs and what the woman should do, what a man should do, right? But already twice this morning, Beck, you have brought up this thing. I was talking about hanging something out before, and we're talking about taking a photograph, Mm. and you were intimating that it was something about a woman having to do the washing. (laughs) Yeah. I think you need to and just break, you're creating these stereotypes. No, I'm not. You certainly are. Well,
1: you would say
0: that, you're a man. No. <laughs> this is SAFM's Beck and Soda.
2: Ugh, you're unbelievable. Just a great opportunity, Beck, to get your brain thinking. Go a little lateral and it could start your week magnificently. So what we are doing today, because there's a shortage of GPs here in South Australia, is we're taking a TV show and we're making it sick. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Look at you laughing away. You've been working away during your song, having the time of your life. You got another one for us?
1: Um, what about Golden Staff in the City?
2: Golden Staff in the City.
1: And was that a Sex in the City? I just was trying to think of something that started with mm. S and Golden Staff. Okay. <laughs> I
2: was All happy right. with that one. Uh, okay, JV, what have uh, you got? Party of Fever. Oh, that's Party of Fever. <laughs> Party of Five. Yeah. And uh, I don't know about this one, but Hey Dead. Oh. 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 oh They're good. sick.
0: They're very sick. They've had some issues on Hey Dad, haven't
2: they? Uh, producer Nick, what have you got for us?
0: Uh, the Big Boogie Theory.
2: <laughs> nice.
0: Um, the Golden Gout. <laughs> the,
2: the Golden Gou- Oh, the, so golden the Golden Girls. girls yeah. uh, beautiful. What about uh, Chloe from Athelstan? Okay, Chloe, can no. you make a TV show sick?
0: Um, home and Away, Home and Sick Babe. Oh, yeah. oh, nice. Oh, that's that's
1: clever. clever. Good work, Chloe.
2: Yes. Um nice. What, have you what about this one? one? Um, Cold, sore and order. (laughs)
1: Good! You happy with that? Yeah, I like that Uh, one. Hang
2: on. Hang on. I don't know if we've got a drum roll, but when producer Rach walks in here, because she is the self-proclaimed queen of this game. Hi, Rach.
1: Hello. These ones are really bad today. That's why they're great. The blocked nose. Oh, yeah. yeah, Good, good. Good. Okay. (laughs) Yellow stone. Yellow kidney stones. (laughs) That's good. (laughs) Oh, she's gone.
2: She's gone. She's waved and gone. Okay, I've got one for you. Mm Um, Oh, what about this one? Remember uh, Claudia Carvin and Samuel Johnson?
1: Oh, um, yeah, I love that that show. Um, Secret Life of Us.
2: Yeah, what about The Secret Life of Puss? Okay,
1: what about Everybody Loves Gonorrhea? (laughs) What? That's good,
2: that's
1: good. Everybody Loves Raymond.
2: Oh, no, I understand where you're going with it. It doesn't rhyme, and I don't think everyone actually does. But anyway, Jason from Valley View. Jason, can you close this off with a cracker, please?
0: WWE. Pardon me? <laughs> you know, wrestling. WWE. Oh, <laughs> WWE. Oh, my <laughs> God. Hello. <laughs> You're listening to SAFM's Beck and Soda.
2: In life, there are unanswerable questions. These are not those. But damn it, they're close. My head hurts. So it must be time for The Riddle Man. Okay, this is how you warm up, Rebecca Morse, right? Monday morning, this is just to get your brain working, okay? Um, if you'd like to play along, 13, 10, 60, because I get the feeling that Beck might not be able to nail this oh. one. And there are some tickets to go and see Channing Tatum in Magic Mike's Last Dance yeah. on the line I here.
1: I almost got the last one. I was okay, very close.
2: get your pen and paper ready, Rebecca uh, Morse. Are you right. ready?
1: Yeah, okay. Okay, I'm here listening. we go. I'm listening.
2: This is the scenario. A woman shoots her husband. <gasps> are you're smiling. Right. <laughs> then she holds him underwater for five minutes, making sure she gets the job done. Then finally she hangs him. Oh, dear. But half an hour later, they go and enjoy dinner together. How can this be? Right. 13, 10, 60 if you know the answer. So a woman shoots her husband. Oh. She holds him underwater for over five minutes. Then finally she hangs him. But... Well, half an hour later, they can go out for dinner happy and enjoy themselves. Oh, it's
1: something to do with his shirt. Right.
2: 131060. Do you (sighs) know the the answer? Right. Rebecca Moore. And she
1: hangs it. Yeah. Okay.
2: So, what are you thinking?
1: I'm thinking, shoot, I'm not sure what the shooting of it is, Mm -hmm. but I feel like the holding under the water for five minutes and then hanging out to dry is something to do with the clothing that he's wearing, not actually him. Right. Which is, which I don't really like the implication that a woman has to wash for her husband before
2: they go out for dinner, but that's a whole other. (laughs) No one is taking this into that area. (laughs) No one. (laughs) We're not talking pink and blue jobs here, Rebecca Morse. Shoots him. How on earth do you get. Shoots him,
1: she takes a photo of him.
2: Right? And then what happens?
1: And then she holds him underwater.
2: Why was she holding him underwater? Oh,
1: it's the photo. Hey? I think think I've got it. I think I've got it, but let's, let's.
2: All right, let's have a look. Uh, let's put uh, yeah. call through, just hit one of them, JB. Let's yeah, see sure. let's go with Joanne. Joan Joanne from Door Park, okay, Joanne, A woman shoots her husband. She holds him underwater for five minutes, then she hangs yeah, him, got it. but half an hour later they're able to go and enjoy dinner. What's happened? She's a photographer. Mm. She's a photographer. Yeah. How easy is that one to start yeah. the day? Yeah. Joanna, what was the point <laughs> where you got that one? Uh, you
0: know she said it hangs him up, like hangs the person up. It
2: Wrong. just Oh, yeah, that's, well done, um, hey, and thank you for all the calls. We've got a full board. I yeah. love seeing a full board this time of the morning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, okay. Beck, well done. So I she got takes there the eventually. photo, I started shoots with him. the shirt. Yeah,
1: got yep. it.
2: So she's actually a photographer develops it under the water and then has to hang it out mm. to dry.
1: Yeah, that was all right, wasn't it? That was good. Hey. I didn't mind. That didn't hurt my brain. You're as much. on the board, Beck. You're on well the board. Well done, you. I got it. Yeah. That was quite good. And then I didn't want to spoil it because I realised
0: <laughs> we was supposed to take it. <laughs> Welcome to you. SAFM's Beck and Soda, a new way to wake up. Get SAFM's Beck and soda anywhere, anytime on the free listener app, SAFM.